plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey, folks, it's Greg Almond with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Here we are on a Wednesday morning, episode 88 for us. Uh, Tuesday, usually a quiet day in the NFL, uh, but not so for the Bucks. Lots of things to talk about here. Uh, looking ahead to Sunday's game at San Diego, Bucks 6-5, and five, one game back in the NFC South and a half game back in the NFC Wild Card. Uh, a couple things. First, some transactions. Uh, we have these uh, murky, unclear injuries. We'll know a lot more about this afternoon. Uh, but Gerald McCoy and Chris Conte have both been question marks. Uh, McCoy had his foot in a boot after the game Sunday. Really looked fine. If you watch the end of that game Sunday, Gerald McCoy is, is celebrating. He's running around the field doing the airplane with his arms going high and low. Uh, seems absolutely fine at the end of that game. So I understand that they're doing tests and his foot was in a boot. But it seems more precautionary than anything else. Uh, Gerald was on Sirius XM radio yesterday afternoon and all but promised. He said he's going to be out in San Diego ready to rock in week 13. So that bodes very well. That's a huge part of uh, their defensive line and their defense as a whole. Uh, Chris Conte, a little bit more of a question mark now. The Bucks <coughs> made a move yesterday, uh, brought in some safeties for workouts, ended up signing Major Wright. Uh, you guys know Major Wright very well. He's been with the Bucks the last two years, was with the team in preseason. It was actually a fairly early cut for them. They cut him when they made the cuts to 75 in August. Uh, has not latched on anywhere else. Had a workout with Miami, a workout with Carolina, but has not played this season. Uh, but obviously is familiar with their defense. Uh, if Conte can't go on Sunday, and it certainly looks like he can't go on Sunday. We still don't even know what the injury is. Uh, went back and watched, and his, uh, his injury came right around the 220 mark in the game. Um, there's a game, there's a play where he uh, he hits Jimmy Graham across the middle and comes up fine and plays the next play, uh, kind of holding his head for a second as the play starts, and then the next play he's out. So I don't know if that's neck or head related. We don't know what the body part is, but we know it's significant enough that they've made a roster move, uh, Major Wright back in. And, and honestly, it's not like Major Wright's going to replace Keith, Chris Conte. Uh, Keith Tandy will step in as the starter every time they've needed help during games at safety this year. It's been Keith Tandy. Uh, the other backup, Ryan Smith, literally hasn't played a snap on defense. Uh, so very much Keith Tandy, the guy that steps in there. But Major Wright kind of becomes the experienced backup safety who's there in case there are any additional injuries in San Diego. Uh, Major Wright, 76 tackles the last two seasons in 14 and 15 with the Bucks. Uh, 28 years old, but again, out of the league all year. So uh, you just hope he's in good shape physically in terms of being ready to come in and be active on Sunday. Uh, to make room for Major Wright, uh, Bucks waived running back Mike James. Uh, kind of had that window where we thought he might have a chance to really do something. Unfortunately, he came back right around the same time Doug Martin came back. So uh, a short stay for Mike James. Uh, he could go back to the practice squad as well. It does bode well. The fact that they choose to cut Mike James now tells me they probably feel good about the chances that Jacquez Rogers can come back and play on Sunday. He's missed the last four games with uh, his foot sprain. 
uh, had practiced all last week, but was still inactive on Sunday. Uh, so the idea of getting Martin and Rogers together, technically they were together in week two in Arizona, but Jacquez was, was kind of just getting caught up on things. So that's two guys uh, that, that would be the Bucks' two most productive running backs together in the same backfield on Sunday. Uh, very, very promising for their run game, but those two can be going. Uh, the other move, curiously, that the Bucks made was to cut Lewis Murphy off of the PUP reserve list. You know, Murphy didn't play at all this year, spent much of the year rehabbing that ACL surgery from November, uh, came back, got two practices, and had a setback, and then was put on that uh, PUP reserve list. It's always curious when a player chooses to be waived off of a reserve list because he was getting paid in full. I mean, he's got like a I don't know, $1.5 million salary, was still getting that weekly check on on. on on the PUP list. So by choosing to be waived, he's basically saying that he thinks he, uh, he basically thinks he can play somewhere else given the opportunity. So he'll go through waivers today. Uh, if he clears waivers, he's a free agent. If he's claimed, he goes somewhere else, but he can now go and play somewhere else. Uh, does not count towards the Bucks roster because he was already on that PUP list. Uh, but does kind of open things up a little bit, and then Murphy was under contract for 2017. So that's uh, $2 million in cap room that's opened up with him being cut for next year. And, and honestly, I mean, it looks like receiver is a position where you could see a decent amount of change for the Bucks right now. Uh, obviously, Mike Evans is back. Obviously, Adam Humphreys is back. But Murphy's now gone. Vincent Jackson's contract expires. Uh, Cecil Shorts will be a free agent. Russell Shepard will be a free agent. Um, so it, it's curious to see which of those they decide to bring back. Russell Shepard's probably the guy that has the most equity with his team, been such a special teams guy for so long. Uh, but he'll be on the open market, and some team might want to pay him more than the Bucks are willing to pay him. Uh, Shepard just got a decent raise this year. He was making league minimum until this year. Uh, with his tender, he's getting like $1.6 million this year. So like tripled his salary this year. Uh, not sure what he would command on the open market. A great special teams player. Uh, but a guy who's had limited production at receiver. So that's a, that's a decision for February and March. But anyway, just uh, revisiting that with, uh, with Lewis Murphy being cut. Uh, he is hopeful that he can play somewhere else here in the last month of the season, maybe get on with a, a contender and play even into the postseason. Uh, was curious a little bit, uh, looking at San Diego here, to talk about their defense and specifically the defensive struggles they've had late in games. They are the worst team in the NFL in points allowed in the second half, uh, giving up 16.2 points per game. They're the third worst team in the fourth quarter, giving up 10 points per game in the fourth quarter, almost twice as much as the Bucs. The Chargers give up 10.1 points in the fourth quarter this year. Uh, Bucks are down at 5.2. So just in an average game, uh, you can you know, imagine that the Bucs are going to pick up about five points in the fourth quarter. So if they're down... Uh, this is a team you definitely shouldn't hold out, uh, shouldn't lose hope against. I want to run through their season. They have led in, I believe, every single one of their losses, and they've led in the second half of all but one of their losses. They're five and six. Uh, early in the year, they're playing the Chiefs. Uh, Buccaneers fans know the Chiefs well. They were up 24-3 on the Chiefs late in the third quarter, gave up 17 points in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, I should say. Gave up 17 in the fourth, lost in overtime. So that's one that absolutely got away. Uh, they were up 22-20 on the Colts. Gave up a touchdown with a minute 17 left and lost. Uh, they were up 34-21 on the Saints in the fourth quarter. 
gave up two touchdowns in the final five minutes and lost that game. Uh, they were up 17-9 on the Raiders in the third quarter, gave up 18 points in the third quarter and lost 34-31. And then most recently, their last loss they took, they were uh, they had rallied for the lead against Miami. They're up 24-21 with four minutes to play. Uh, not only do they give up a tying field goal, they then give up a pick six as they're trying to rally for a go-ahead field goal. And they go from being up three with four minutes to go to losing by a touchdown to Miami. So this Chargers team has had its issues on defense. Uh, we mentioned fourth highest scoring offense in the NFL. Absolutely an offense to fear. Uh, Phillip Rivers has the 23 touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, 900 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, so they're going to score points. It's getting the sense it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, Chargers are without their starting nose tackle, Brandon Mebbin, the guy they got from Seattle this year. Uh, he actually had missed the previous game as well. Uh, so he's out. Uh, on offense, they lost uh, one of their receivers. Uh, Tyrell Williams went out late with a shoulder injury. I think we'll find out a little bit more today in terms of whether he's going to be a problem or not. Uh, another guy they played without and have played without is Brandon Flowers. Uh, one of their starting quarterbacks, guy had started six games early in the season, has been injured and dinged up. So again, they're, they're depleted on defense, and they're giving up a lot of points on defense. So uh, should the Buccaneers fall behind in this game on the road at San Diego, uh, definitely a defense where they can come back and, and make a, make a comeback and get back into a game, even if they fall behind. Again, you got blown leads of 21 points, 13 points in the fourth quarter, a lot of big leads that have gotten away from uh, Mike McCoy and San Diego. San Diego, you know, is in a tough bind. They're kind of the Philadelphia of the West and that they are the fourth team uh, in a really good division. I mean, the AFC West uh, probably not do the Bucks any favors by having to play the AFC West this year. You think about uh, the possibility of three playoff teams there coming out of the AFC. Uh, Raiders, obviously, are a great story, but Denver and Kansas City also playing very well. Kansas City, uh, at 5-6, and six, you know, as good a, a fourth-place a fourth team as you're going to find in the NFL. The Eagles are probably the same way, because the Eagles are now 5-6 and six, and fourth place in the NFC East. Uh, but I think that AFC West is even tougher. I mean, as good as the Cowboys are, that's three playoff teams. Uh, and yeah, NFC East could have three playoff teams as well. But uh, just a tough division. Uh, Buccaneers last year kind of got, got it easy with that AFC South and playing them. But honestly, if, if, if the Bucs can win here Sunday in San Diego, they'll finish 2-2 two and two against one of the best divisions in football. Uh, and we've talked about kind of the opportunity they have at 6-5. and five. Uh, just a half game out of the wild card. Uh, it's hard to tell how many wins it takes in these last five for them to get in. Is it uh, four and one down the stretch where they finish at ten and six? That would almost have to get them in, you would think. Three and two, you go nine and seven. It seems like there are nine and seven teams that miss the playoffs every year. Uh, so sets the bar very high and gives them very little room for error, especially when the Dallas Cowboys are one of those five. So uh, I don't think they're thinking about anything more than San Diego right now. This is a very uh, narrowly focused team. They're looking at one game and one game only. I think they know they have to win that uh, to be in the best position to make the next game matter. So we'll see. Uh, you know, this is one of those where they have a little bit tougher schedule down the stretch than Atlanta does. So for them to get that game back on Atlanta, they're going to have to uh, maybe win a game. They're not expected to. I think San Diego is a five-point favorite at home. Uh, so most of that is just respecting home field advantage, knowing the Bucks have to go all the way across the country as Seattle had to last week in their loss at Tampa. 
uh, but nothing they can't overcome. Uh, I will have something later this morning on uh, Warren Moon. had a chance to talk to Warren Moon, who was in the broadcast booth with Seattle Radio for Sunday's Buccaneers win. Uh, he's a guy that has followed and favored Jameis Winston for some time. I guess he talked to him early in his sophomore year at FSU, got to meet him before a game, uh, talked to him briefly this weekend. He thinks very highly of Jameis Winston. He said the leadership that he sees from Winston in year two reminds him a lot of what Russell Wilson had shown as a young quarterback who's still able to lead a team, starting with his work ethic, starting with his uh, just his actions on the field. It's hard to be a leader of a team at 22, 23 years old, uh, but he feels like Wilson was able to do that with a lot of the same off-field strengths that Jameis Winston has. They're different players, obviously, on the field. Uh, Wilson's a lot more elusive, a lot more of a scrambler, as the Bucks found out on Sunday. Uh, but he really likes Winston a lot, thinks a lot of him, thinks he's taken a big step forward as a passer. Um, I guess he's known Dirk Cutter since, uh, I don't know, about 15 years. I guess he did some Pac-10 football uh, back in the day as a TV analyst when Dirk was at Arizona State. So has known him for a long time there. Uh, so anyway, looking forward to writing that. That should wrap things up, guys. Our, uh, our two-day lag in news is up. We should have lots more to talk about Wednesday for Thursday in tomorrow's podcast. And then Friday's podcast kind of is the last one to wrap things up. I uh, can talk about some familiar faces in San Diego. Lots of things still left to talk about. Thank you guys for listening. That will wrap things up for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman for the Locked on Bucks podcast. Thanks again for listening, folks. We'll be back tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.